Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Grating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey, to explore what it means to be a non-fiction writer. Because Writing is more than getting words on a page, it's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert. Because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing non-fiction books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's get started. In this week's episode, I'm sharing some advice on the secret to successful book planning, knowing your niche. Now, you may well be shouting at me right now. I know my niche, Steph. I'm a business owner. Don't insult me. But just hear me out. Writing a book is tough. It requires you to dig deep and draw on all your resources. Yes, you may well have a niche that you work in on a daily basis, but the niche your book sits in might be slightly different. If you really want to be seen as an expert, getting this bit right is vital. In this episode, we'll explore how you can be certain about the niche you're writing in and why it's such a benefit to have clarity before you write a single word. As author and entrepreneur Pat Flynn once wrote, the riches are in the niches. And to some extent, he's right, although I would like to say niche. So maybe Pat and I will have to disagree there. You're not writing a book for the riches, Are you? Please say no. You're writing it because you have something valuable to say. Because you're an expert in a particular area and you want to share your knowledge and expertise with a wider audience. And the best bit? People love experts. Writing a book instantly raises your profile to expert status. You have expertise in a niche area and therefore you become instantly recognisable. Think of the books you've read by experts. No doubt they've changed your life somehow. You can be that person for someone too. As soon as you're seen as an expert, people want more of you. Whether it's through interviews or consulting, working with an expert has appeal. If Brené Brown offered to work with me on courage and vulnerability, I'd snap that up in a heartbeat. Writing a book is no mean feat, and people respect that too. So here's why digging deeper is so important. You're probably already pretty aware of the theme or topic of your book, but it's worth digging deeper, really looking at your niche to ensure you're not being too broad or too narrow. To be fair, it's quite difficult to become too narrow. Often, the more narrow your book topic, the better. Author and marketing expert Seth Godin agrees. He says, obsessively specialise. No niche is too small if it's yours. And he's right. People like to read things in detail. My husband is a great example of this. He recently 
uh, purchased the book and I had to take a screenshot of the title because it just emphasised this point brilliantly. He is a fitness enthusiast and he's often researching and reading a variety of fitness techniques to help him get stronger. He is nearly 50, so hats off to him. But this book was called Perfecting the Pistol Squat. And that was literally the title of the book. And you can't get more niche than pistol squats. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book about, you know, helping people to lose weight or helping people to keep fit. That's a very broad niche, correct? So think back to perfecting the pistol squat whenever you're thinking about your niche topic and how narrow you need to be. And if you think about it, I like to use the example of Google and searching for stuff on Google. You tend to be pretty specific in what you're seeking information about. It's the only way to get the answer you need. Just thinking about what we're learning from AI platforms such as ChatGPT, specificity is key. If you're too broad with your niche topic, you won't cover anything in particular detail. There's nothing worse for a reader than reading something that is a bit wishy-washy, where the author has clearly tried to cram in too much information about too many aspects of a niche. You then become something of a generalist. Nobody wants to read or work with generalists. When planning your book, you have to get crystal clear on things. It makes outlining so much easier too. I'm about to share two examples of how I've used niching when writing previous books. Hopefully, you'll find that they give you a better understanding of how important it can be. My first book was a book for early career teachers, what used to be called newly qualified teachers. And it's a book called Keeping Bums in Seats. And before I started writing it, I thought to myself, I want to write a book for newly qualified teachers. And as I sat down, I realised what a huge topic being a newly qualified teacher is. It's a very broad thing to try to write a book about. And it made me think, yes, you have to learn about behaviour management. You have to learn how to have effective relationships with parents, effective relationships with other adults in the school. You have to know how to look after your well-being, how to manage time. And there were so many different aspects I had to cover. And I tried writing it and I just couldn't get very far because I realised as I was trying to write that I was doing things a disservice. I was doing almost dipping my toe into various topics but never really going into detail because otherwise the chapters would have been really, really long. And it was just really stalling my progress. And it was then that I realised something. If I tried to cover all the huge topics in one book, it really wouldn't do those topics justice. I'd probably dedicate a chapter to each and therefore only skimming the surface of the issues at hand. So I decided to look at the topics within the broad niche of being an early career teacher and create separate books on some of the biggest themes. Yes, the books were slightly shorter, but I believe they were more impactful as a result. I wanted the reader to feel well-informed and confident about these topics rather than me mentioning things in passing and hoping they'd do some more research if they wanted to find out more. There's nothing more dissatisfying than getting to the end of a book and feeling like you've not really learnt anything from when you started. So as a result, I had three books instead of one. The first book was around behaviour management because it's such a huge topic and such a huge issue for so many early career teachers. 
I then did one around effective relationships, particularly with the teaching assistant. And the third one was around special educational needs because I used to be a Senko and I thought that's often a topic that newly qualified teachers struggle to get their heads around because it's vast. So I hope you can see there how I took a very broad niche of being a newly qualified teacher and slimmed it down into three different books that could really go into detail and help people far more effectively. My second uh, example is from Dare to Write, uh, which is my sixth book. And I had a similar epiphany in Dare to Write. And to be honest with you, by the time you get to your sixth book, you think you'll have learned your lesson. But um, I'm a massive habits enthusiast and a productivity enthusiast. And I read a lot around this subject um, just for my own enjoyment, which probably makes me sound a little bit like a geek. However, as I was writing the chapter uh, in Dare to Write on habits and productivity, I realised the chapter was becoming really vast and I was trying to cram in loads of research and evidence and ideas that people could use to help with uh, creating better habits. And my editor at the time also noticed how big that particular chapter was. So with subsequent revisions, I had to really pare back and decided to myself, do you know what, if I want to go in detail about habits and productivity, that needs to be a book in itself. So uh, let me just say, watch this space. <laughs> but hopefully that will help you see that sometimes you do have to pare back. But as long as you're giving valuable information in the chapter, it's great to, to include it anyway. It's time to round this episode up. And I wanted to leave you with this thought. Don't be afraid to write to a narrow audience about a specific topic. If it speaks to them, they will want to read it. You wouldn't buy a generic book on parenting if you were particularly struggling with moody teenagers or tantruming toddlers. You'd look for a specific book about your specific problem. Writing about a big topic might feel like the safe option when you first start planning your book, but it can get a little unwieldy when you start to write it. The tighter and more focused you can be, the easier the book becomes to write. So I invite you to look at your book idea and think about how big the topic is. Can you trim it down into something tighter and more detailed so your reader comes away feeling more satisfied? After all, it's all about your reader, but you know that right? I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's helped you reevaluate the topic for your book. Remember, the more focused the topic, the more your reader will get from it. If you found the episode helpful and enjoyable, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creatinghappywriters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at, you guessed it, creatinghappywriters. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. It's recently been shortlisted for a business book award, so it sounds as though quite a few people are enjoying it, and I think you should grab a copy too. All links are in the show notes, so until next time, my writing friend, happy writing! <laughs>